0: This is a special bonus episode of the Platform Podcast, and it is being brought to you by Kettlebell Kings. Not because they're paying me to do this ad read, but because I appreciate the work that they're putting in to make this competition come together, along with the guys at the Orange Kettlebell Club out in Oakland, California. Um, so I just want to give them an extra shout out because I know how hard it is to put together a competition of this size and magnitude, especially with all of the special considerations, technical constraints, people from different countries and time zones. Um, and I just wanted to tell them how much I thank them and appre- how much I appreciate them and say thank you. So... Uh, Please support Kettlebell Kings and support the guys at Orange Kettlebell Club and Lift Well this weekend. Hey, welcome into the platform podcast. This is a special bonus episode that I wanted to throw out there real quick uh, before we get into the competition coming up this weekend. We have the IKO World Championships uh, California Open put on by Kettlebell Kings hosted by the Orange Kettlebell Club. Uh, So shout out to uh, John Wild Buckley and Aaron Guyette. the boys, uh, putting this together, Jason Dolby, uh, thank you guys so much for, for putting on this competition. Very, very excited. Um, twin cities kettlebell club has, uh, five teammates competing, uh, not including myself. And I am incredibly, incredibly excited for that. Um, a couple of people making their, their platform debuts. Um, so this is an incredibly exciting time. People have been working really hard. Um, I can't wait to see, um, how the day goes. They've earned some, they've earned some good results on the platform. So I hope it goes, uh, I hope it goes to plan. And, uh, to that end, I wanted to take a minute here, um, to share, um, with, with everybody, uh, just a couple of tips on how we go about, um, coaching mental preparation and strategy, um, within uh, the competition framework. So when we're going into competition, um, how do we, how do we mentally prepare? And and specifically, um, how do we, how do we prepare from a pacing uh, standpoint, right? So over the course of training from, for, you know, many months preparing for this, for this moment, uh, for this competition, we've been, we've been documenting and tracking our data. We've been, we've been going at prescribed, Sets for prescribed durations with prescribed weights at a at a set pace, and I track everything in a spreadsheet. Um, you know that, that the athletes have access to, and based on that, we can see over over time. You know, and as we get closer to the competition, we can see what our are realistic paces, based on what we've been able to do consistently in practice, um, so we're not going into it wondering or thinking, uh, uh, you know, not knowing what what we've hit uh, in practice consistently. We have data to back up, um, you know, what what the strategy is, right? And uh, prior to uh, prior to this this past week where we did a taper, uh, we also did some test sets. So in in the events that people are planning on competing in. Um, we did some either, you know, five, six or seven minute uh, duration sets, uh, depending on the, the phase and depending on, on the intensity uh, necessary for for that particular athlete, um, but in the number of lifts, etc. But that's a long enough duration for us to, to see um, how well they can hold pace. Uh, at the pace that we're thinking, and with the weight that we're thinking in the lift that they're going to be performing at, so that gives us a, a good a good mark. And then from there, we come up with a strategy um, on on what our approach is going to be on the platform, um, because preparation, mental preparation particularly, uh, I think is super key to to performing at your best, and to also not having a disastrous performance. Um, it, It really, as much as anything, it helps you control nerves. And to translate nerves, instead of being nervous, you just, you have to own that feeling and understand that your nerves are just excitement. It's, it's sympathetic excitement. So excitement of the sympathetic system, your body needs that um, in order to perform optimally, right? If you went into... A competition and weren't a little bit, at least a little bit nervous. I would think that you don't care enough about how you do uh, in order to have a good performance. So if you don't go in with some type of nerves, you probably, uh, you probably don't care enough about how you're going to perform. So going in, going into a performance with some nerves is actually a sign that you care, and it's 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 not necessarily you you shouldn't you should own that feeling and turn it into translated in your head to I am excited to be here right I'm excited and ready to go right um, don't let the nerves overwhelm you because it is—it is really your body telling you that you're excited about this opportunity, and it's—it's it's getting to the level of excitement, and I mean physiological excitement um, that it needs to be in order to perform optimally. Because mentally, your 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 body knows that this is something you care about, and so it's—it's it's getting you to the level of excitement that you need to perform. Now, with that said, what we have to guard against is overexcitement, overexcitation of uh, the sympathetic nervous system, which we talked a little bit with uh, with Daniel John about on, on that that episode with, with Dan John where he was talking about matching your level of excitement to what is optimal for your performance, right? And so for some people that might be being super hyped up and really ready to go and like really, really jazzed. For some people, it might be staying nice and calm and even keel. Um, it really is going to depend on what's going to get you optimal performance, but it's also important that we understand that the, the set duration matters. If you're doing a five minute set, a higher level of excitation at the start is okay um, because you only have five minutes to go. But if you're doing a 10 minute set, you don't wanna be too high at the start because you'll burn out and you'll have a huge adrenaline dump uh, in, the middle of, in the middle of your set. Um, and so we plan for that. Um, we know, that we're going to come, that we're going to come out probably excited. Uh, so the general strategy that I use with most of my athletes, especially athletes who are are not super experienced on the platform, um, is we come out slower than what we than what we the pace that we want to sustain for the for the rest of the set because we know that those first couple of minutes are key to being able to finish the set. So I like to divide the set into three check-in points. The first two minutes, the halfway point, and then two minutes remaining, right? Those are the three places where we check in to see how are we doing relative to the pace that we want to maintain. Um, so if, for example, an athlete is looking to come out and, and average 10 RPMs across the duration of the set, typically what we would do in that, in that situation is we would come out at eight RPMs for the first two minutes. So we come out a couple of reps below what we want to sustain because I know that especially with new athletes, they're going to be excited and their heart rate is probably going to be more elevated than it would be at that pace just due to excitation. So we're going to come out for the first two minutes and try and keep heart rate down and go a little bit under the, the, the normal pace. So just for example, eight RPMs. And then at two minutes, so long as we feel good, Right if we feel good at eight at that eight rpms and we feel like we can go faster, then we would go up to 10 rpms our, our planned pace right, so we go to 10 rpms for the next three minutes that gets us to the halfway point of the set we check in at the five minute mark, we say okay. How are we doing with the new increased pace is your heart rate too high at this increased pace and if it is do we need to go back down do we need to go to 9 or 8 right or even 7 or 6 right it depends on how you're doing and we have the ability to check in at that halfway point and we can we can drop pace if necessary but if things are going well we hold pace and we stay there right so we stay at we stay at our 10 rpm's so we stay at 10 rpm's until and get through and get through the, the most difficult minutes of, of any 10 minute set, in my opinion, are minutes six, seven, and eight. right? Those are those are the minutes, especially minutes seven to eight, right? We Those are the minutes that most people, if they're going to fail on a 10 minute set, fail on. Um, so we we get through those those three minutes and we check in again with two minutes left because at this point, you've now gotten through the most difficult part of the set. Mentally, you've probably turned the corner and now, you know, you've only got two minutes remaining. So now we go, can I go faster? Do I have any gas left in the tank? And if so, we start stepping on the gas and go from 10, maybe to 11. Right. And then we always try and finish with a flurry. So. That for us means, you know, maybe 90 seconds left, you go to max pace, maybe it's a minute left, maybe it's only third with only 30 seconds left, but you check in at two minutes and see how do you feel with two minutes remaining? How do you feel? We check in and we go from there, right? And so all of all of my athletes come in with what I like to call plan A. That's the perfect set. It goes exactly to plan, it goes exactly the way that we want it to go, exactly the way that we've strategized it. Plan B is it goes well, but we may have to battle through some mental struggle, and we may have to back off pace at some point in the set and then recapture it later, right, to make, make it up later at the end with the flurry. That's plan B, right? We have to make an adjustment at, some, at one of the three check-in points, right, is a, is a B plan. And then plan C is things just are not going well. And you may have to go under pace for a majority of the set or even the entire set. Some days it's just not there for whatever reason, right? There are are days, sometimes you'll have bad days or there will be situations on the platform that don't go well. You get into your head, you get a no count, um, whatever. There's any number of reasons a set can go badly, right? But what you can't have happen is be wholly unprepared for the plan to go, for the set to go anything but perfect. So you have to give yourself check in points, give yourself anchors within the set to look at and check in on your pace and know what your plan is at each of those fence posts right? And I don't like to do it every minute for the simple reason that I don't want people to to be in their heads too much. I don't want to be checking in on pace every single minute. I like to have just three check-in points. First two minutes, stay calm. Up at halftime, how are we doing? Can we hold pace? Hold pace to the last two minutes. Check in before the last two minutes. Can we go? Can we step on the gas and finish with a flurry, right? So that's our general framework, um, as far as what I coach um, from a strategy perspective, um, hopefully that's helpful for people. Um, give me your feedback. Let me know how you approach it. Um, but new lifters, if you've never been coached, you have no idea how to manage your pace. Um, you can use that framework. Uh, I've had a lot of success um, with, with athletes. My athletes generally like it. And it it, it's, uh, it works ac- across any a number of athletes, right? It works for for a lot of different people and some people do it Some people may be sprinters where they just just go really crazy at the end. Some people may be metronomes where they just hold a steady pace the entire 10 minutes and that's cool too, right? Um, Some people like to start slow and build and build and build and build, right? It really depends on you, but what we don't want is we come out too fast, our heart rate gets too high, we can't finish the set um, because we didn't have a plan. To to check in. We never checked in. We came out too fast. Our heart rate got up too far. We didn't know what to do. We panicked, and at seven minutes, we got to put them down. Right. You just can't go anymore. Right. That's what we want to avoid. So go in having a plan plan A, plan B, plan C. Step onto the platform knowing that no matter what happens, you're prepared. You've put in the work. You're mentally ready. And you can handle anything that the platform will throw at you. You can handle anything your mind can throw at you. Right, because this game is ninety percent half mental, uh, as Yogi Berra <laughs> famously said. So, uh, this is just a quick bonus episode. Um, I hope this is is a help for for. I mean, if it helps anybody, I'm I'm happy. Um, so, thank you guys very much. Um, good luck on Saturday and Sunday. I'm looking forward to it very much looking forward to seeing y'all um, on the live stream and watching people sets um, cheering on my athletes coaching my athletes i'm gonna uh, knock out some sets myself and we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have fun no matter what it's gonna be great so uh thank y'all we'll we'll see you out there stay healthy lift well and uh kick some ass thanks for listening to this episode of the platform podcast i'm jordan Kundi wright if you have a question please email me at twin cities kettlebell club at gmail.com follow us on instagram and facebook at twin cities kettlebell club on twitter at tckb club online at twin cities kettlebell and please help us grow our reach and give us a review on apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts until next time